Will you let your voice be heard? Will you make your voice known when it comes time for your voice to be known? Will you cry out for justice in the land? Welcome to Wesley Amazon Church, where we're working the vineyard through faith, worship, witness, and service. Today, Pastor Jones shares a message, hopefully, that will encourage us during these troubling times that we're living in. Uh, we have been facing multiple shootings, and we've been facing multiple incidents where black people or people of color have been abused and mistreated and even killed. And today, Pastor Jones wants to share a message to encourage our hearts concerning the issues that are facing us in our society today. Let's go. Good morning and welcome to Wesley Amazon Church where we're working the vineyard through faith, worship, witness, and service. We're glad you joined us again on today and as always, let us go ahead and get into the word for today. Our scripture text can be found in the book of Revelation chapter 6 verses 9 through 11. That's Revelation chapter 6 verses 9 through 11 and it reads, When he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, until you judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth? Then a white robe was given to each of them, and it was said to them that they should rest a little while longer until both the number of their fellow servants and their brethren who would be killed as they were was completed. Amen. I want to share this morning from the subject of Lord we're tired Lord we're tired let us pray gracious father we bless you now we give glory we give honor to your name we ask now God in all of your Holy Spirit and quickening power that you would come now father indwell us O God fill us afresh with your Holy Spirit and I pray father that you would use me for your will and for your glory and I pray father that you would open your open our ears and help us to listen Open our eyes, for we want to see Jesus, and then open our hearts that we might receive him. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Blessed Holy Ghost, amen. Lord, we're tired. Here we are back in a place that we have been in far too often in recent years. Once again, the backdrop of our society is a police shooting. On August the 23rd, Mr. Jacob Blake was shot in his back seven times in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and is now paralyzed from the waist down. According to the USA Today, Mr. Blake is shot, shot less than three minutes after the police arrived on the scene. How can you make an assessment in three minutes and then begin to shoot someone seven times in the back? Again, the question is being asked, when will it end? We wear shirts and masks and, and hats that say Black Lives Matter. There are signs in our yards and, and streets are being painted that say Black Lives Matter. In no way are black people saying that we or our lives don't, or other people's lives don't matter, but what we're simply saying and we've been constantly saying is that our lives matter too. We are simply wondering why our lives seem to matter less than others. See, our text today will help us to see that no matter how tired we may be, or no matter how tired we may become, the cry for justice must never stop. One of the first things that I saw out of our text is this. 
there was a question of time. In our text, the souls under the altar cried out, How long, Lord? How long, Lord, must we put up with what's happening to us? How long must we wait for your justice to come? See, during the course of our lives, time will be a friend or an enemy. See, a time is a friend when we have said, and when we often said, I've got nothing but time. Time is on my side. Time will tell. Time will heal all wounds. Time flies when you're having fun. But sometimes we can see time as an enemy. When we say these things like, time is slipping away. Time is running out. If only we had more time. Time waits for no man. We have to understand that time is outside of our control. This is why we see in many movies the concept of time travel. Because man wants to be able to control time. Many of us have had the same desires to control time in our own lives. Have you ever said, I wish I could go back in time and change this or that? At the moment, we are expressing a desire to control time. You see, time can create a challenge in our life. Challenges arrive in, arise in every time period. And I'm pretty sure that you know by now, if you've lived a little bit, that you face challenges throughout every period of time that you have lived. Events are still happening in, as time passes. Yes, even as we talk about today, the, the shooting of Mr. Jacob Blake, it wasn't too long ago that we were talking about George Floyd. There have been events happening. We're talking about Breonna Taylor also because there are events that continue to happen throughout the time in which we live. There is no specific time for certain events to happen. You see, wars happen throughout time. Persecution and, and natural disasters, they, they happen throughout time. This is nothing new to us. War is nothing new to this, this world or this country. Police killings and police brutality is nothing new to this world or to this country. You see, those who have been martyred have, have the question of how long? How long will your people suffer, God? How long will your people face persecution and death? See, the question of how long begs God for an answer. God, we want to know when will it all end. God, we want to know when will it stop. But we have to look at a history of our lives and have a history of this country, and we go back to the 1600s. They used whips, but we now move forward to 2020. They're using guns. See, from slave, free slave labor, uh, we've moved on to low income and unlivable wages. From Jim Crow to systematic racism, Jim Crow didn't stop, he just changed his name. Loving a country that won't love you back, as Doc Rivers said the other night in an interview. We cry like those souls under the altar, how long, Lord, how long, God, before it will all end? Yes, there are people of color all over this world who want to know how long, God, and especially here in the United States, we want to know how long, God, how long will it take for justice to come? How long, God, will it take for the rights to be wrong, wrongs to be righted? God, how long will it take? The second thing that I want us to see out of our text is this. The souls acknowledge God's authority. Yes, they acknowledged the authority of God. When they said, Lord God, and they said, holy and true, 
They were acknowledging the authority of God. You see, they were acknowledging, first of all, that God is sovereign and that he's a sovereign God. When they use the word Lord in the text, it, it is translated Adonai, meaning master or one with authority. They were recognizing that God had the ultimate and supreme authority, that God is sovereign in all things. Even in a bad situation, God is still in control and God is still sovereign even over that bad situation. See, God alone has the ability to cast judgment. So that's why when you look at the text, it says they cry out to God, how long, O Lord? Holy and true. And it says that they began to cry out to God, how long will it be before you bring judgment and before you avenge our blood. You see, when they understand that God alone is the one who is able to cast judgment on any situation, they said holy. He has the authority to judge because he is holy. He is consecrated and positioned him only he can to judge the sins of the world. He is consecrated to, to position himself to be the only one who can act operate as judge. He is the only one who can hold the position of judge because he was undefiled by sin. And he has kept himself separate from the presence of sin. That's why we understand as Christians that no sin can enter into the presence of God and when we make our way to glory. That's why we have to have our sins dealt with while we're down here on earth. And Luke 1 49 says, For the mighty one has done great things for me, and the holy is his name. Yes, God is holy all by himself. He said that God is holy. He's separated, he's set apart from sinful humanity. But one thing that gives us hope is that we have a connection through Jesus Christ, his holy son. Hallelujah. If it had not been for Jesus Christ, we would have no connection with a holy God. Had it not been for Jesus Christ, we would be in the presence of God in a very sinful state. But because of Jesus Christ and his imputed righteousness, we stand before God. We can fall on our knees before God in prayer because we are now considered righteous and we take on the righteousness of Jesus Christ. But not only does he say he's holy, he says he's also true. True, to say that God is truth is to acknowledge that God's truth is his truth and his nature. Yes, God is the very nature of truth. See, if you're looking for truth, you're looking for God. There is only one source of truth, and that is God. You see, John 14 and 6 says, Jesus tells us, I am the way, the truth, and the life. John 14, 17 says, Jesus calls the Holy Spirit the Spirit of truth. You see, Hebrews 6 and 18 tells us that it's impossible for God to lie. So in other words, unlike the unjust court systems here in this world, unlike the systematic racism that is executed through our court systems here in this world, God's judgment is true. God's judgment is righteous. And it's true and it's righteous because God is holy. And it says, even as it says in Hebrews 6 and 18, that God cannot lie. So if you stand before a holy God and you stand before that holy God to be executed, to have ex judgment executed upon you, that judgment is going to be sure. That judgment is going to be right. That is not going to be a judgment that is based upon fallacy, but it's going to be a judgment that is sure and true. Why? Because God is a God of truth. But not only is God a God of truth. And not only must we understand the question of time, not only must we acknowledge 
the authority of God. The last thing that I want to share with us out of our text is this. There is the cry of justice. From the question of how long to the establishing of God's authority, the souls cry out justice. Notice the cry is not for revenge, the cry is for justice. Also notice there's the cry for their blood to be avenged. Under the Mosaic law, vengeance is carried out by the avenger of blood. Numbers 35 and 19 lays out the avenger of blood shall put the murderer to death. When the avenger comes upon the murderer, the avenger shall put the murderer to death. In other words, what God is saying, when someone is killed wrongly, when someone's life is taken unjustly, that that family had a right to have justice exacted. That that family had a right to have the person who took their loved one's life had a right to have them killed. And there was a family member that would be the one who would execute that killing. It was called the Avenger of Blood. Oh, some of us are glad that that's not in existence today. But when we understand that the word avenge is translated in Hebrew, it's relating to the word for redeem, reclaim, or restore. As a representative of God and of the family, the avenger of blood redeemed or reclaimed the blood of the relative by killing the person who was responsible for killing their family member. See, Deuteronomy 32 and 3 says, Rejoice, you nations, with people, for he will avenge the blood of his servants. He will take a vengeance on his enemies and make atonement for the land and his people. See, the cry is not to get even. The cry is for justice to prevail. What we learn from our text about the cry of justice is that we must keep crying for justice while we acknowledge the sovereign authority of God. See, we learn from our text, it is not time to get weary and grow tired. We must continue to call for justice. It's not time to give up and throw up our hands and say that we can't win. We must recall the drum major instinct sermon by Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. from 1968. Ask yourselves, do you have the drum major instinct? Do you have the desire to be out front leading the parade of justice? We are letting justice go by the wayside when we are not crying out for justice to take place. When we're not participating in our governmental system, we are not asking for justice to take place. Will you let your voice be heard? Will you make your voice known when it comes time for your voice to be known? Will you cry out for justice in the land? And as I close, I want us to understand this right here. How long is a question of time? But that question has been asked for a long time. The question is, how long will people of color be unjustly killed? How long will the poor be taken advantage of and pushed down? How long will adequate health care be denied based on one's skin color or economic situation? How long will, will people of color be denied opportunity for decent and affordable housing? How long must we be asking the same question of when will we be respected? How long will it take us to get the respect that many asked us to give to them? How long must people of color show love to a country that won't love them back? Saints of old have been asking the question of how long. John was asking how long. Peter is asking how long, Lord. 
Reverend George Lee is asking how long. Emmett Till is asking how long. Medgar Evers is asking how long. The four young girls from the 16th Street Baptist Church are asking how long. Tamir Rice is asking how long. Sandra Bland is asking how long. Trayvon Martin is asking how long. Freddie Gray is asking how long. Walter Scott is asking how long. Eric Garner is asking how long. Philando Castile is asking how long. Heather Heyer is asking how long. George Floyd is asking how long. Breonna Taylor is asking how long. We're tired, Lord, but we'll keep protesting. We're tired, Lord, but we'll keep voting. We're tired, Lord, but we'll keep calling for justice. We're tired, Lord, but we'll keep calling for your holy and righteous name to come down and see about your people. We're tired, Lord, but we're expecting justice to rule and reign. We're tired, Lord, but just as Amos said, God, we're wanting justice to run down like a river and righteousness like a mighty stream. We're tired, Lord, but we understand that you're in control. We're tired, Lord, but we understand that you have all things in your hand. We're tired, Lord, but even as your word tells us in verse 11 of chapter 6, to keep on holding on, to keep enduring, to be patient a little while longer. We're not sure how long that's going to be, but God will keep holding on because you are sovereign God. Yes, we're tired, Lord, but we can't quit yet. So I pray today that maybe you're weary about all of the things that are happening in our society. Maybe you just feel like throwing up your hands and giving in. But I encourage you, don't give up. Keep pressing forward. Keep calling on God to prevail in justice and righteousness. Keep calling on God. Keep calling on the name of God. Keep asking God to intervene. And one glad morning, we'll be able to say, hallelujah, hallelujah, justice has finally come. Amen. Thank you for tuning in today. We pray that this message was a blessing to you. If it was, drop us an email at wesleyonmain at yahoo.com. That's wesleyonmain at yahoo.com to let us know how this message has touched your life. Until next time, God bless.